Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Earnings season is in full swing this week. Bank and financial earnings kicked off the season at the end of last week with headline earnings from the big banks, including JP Morgan, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo, were better than expected. And investors are already showing optimism about the start of the earnings season. So, can we expect this strong start to continue throughout? And other than that of banks, what other company results should we be looking out for? Well, joining me today is Danish Lim, who's a market analyst at Philip Nova. Hi, Danish. Welcome back to the show. Hello. It's good to be back here again. Okay, Danish. You know, earnings season kicked off last Friday and it's in full swing at the moment. How are markets faring so far amid the results? I think markets have so far been struggling for direction. Mm. Earlier this week, uh, sentiment actually received a boost from the strong bank earnings. Mm -hmm. We also had comments from Fed officials that rates are at or near a peak, Mm -hmm. which probably contributed to a market rally on Monday. But with retail sales last night coming in higher than expected Mm. and markets closing flat, to me, it seems that earnings will probably be overshadowed mm. by worries of interest rates staying higher for longer, mm. as well as geopolitical risks right. surrounding the Israel-Hamas conflict. Okay. Uh, so I think any upside price reaction mm-hmm. from strong earnings may be limited mm-hmm. due to all these external risks, mm-hmm. while downside price reaction may become more pronounced. Mm. Markets are probably going to continue weighing all these external factors Mm -hmm. against earnings releases. And I think we're probably going to see a choppy market going uh, moving forward. Okay, okay. I mean, Wall Street banks, they got the third quarter earnings season started in the earnest last Friday with a strong showing. Both Wells Fargo and JP Morgan posted higher profits than expected. So taking a look at the banks now, can the other major banks that are set to post the results follow suit as well? I mean, what does the recent bank earnings signal? I think the other major U.S. banks should post similar results, Mm. although it will probably be difficult for the smaller regional banks to replicate them. Mm -hmm. And the recent earnings signal to me that despite all the ongoing uncertainty in markets, that the biggest US banks still remain resilient, Mm -hmm. mainly because higher interest rates have helped to increase their net interest income, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the difference between the interest that a bank earns on loans and the interest that they pay out on deposits. Mm-hmm. Essentially, uh, bigger U.S. banks like Wells Fargo and J.P. Morgan were able to charge more interest on loans while at the same time raising the rates that they paid on deposits mm-hmm. more slowly. Mm-hmm. So this led to better-than-expected profits. Mm. However, I think we may see a divergence in mm-hmm. performance between the large and small banks. I think we may see smaller regional banks missing on estimates due to higher funding costs. Mm-hmm. And funding costs here refer to the interest that banks pay to customers to keep their money in the bank mm-hmm. in the form of savings accounts and fixed deposits. Mm. And the higher this deposit interest is, the less profit banks can make from lending out money to customers. Mm. And right now, with treasury yields that are at record highs, smaller banks have to pay more interest to attract people to deposit money with them. Mm. Otherwise, they risk losing out to money market funds and treasuries. Mm. 
For the biggest banks, well, paying more interest on deposits isn't as damaging because they have a more diversified revenue stream as well as other fee-based sources of income mm-hmm. such as investment banking, asset management, as well as underwriting and facilitating m and mm. So again, uh, you know, I think things could look worse for the smaller as well as less diversified banks because the reality is that it will be hard for them to compete with treasury bills or money market funds mm-hmm. that are currently providing returns that are over 5%. Okay, okay. Then so far, other than the bank earnings, um, are there any results that took you by surprise? How is earnings season faring so far for you? So it's still pretty early in the mm-hmm. earnings season. But I think that results so far are pretty much in line with my expectations. Mm especially for the biggest U.S. banks that will be able to benefit the most Mm. from higher interest rates. Aside from that, something that surprised me would be the earnings results of uh, a company called United Health Group. Mm. Uh, It's a leading health insurer in the U.S. and shares of this company actually jumped by about 4% after it beat estimates as well as uh, upgraded its annual profit forecast. Mm. Uh, I was actually expecting earnings to disappoint, mm. mainly because there has been a lot of warnings, especially from health insurers over right. the past few months, that we are starting to see more and more people, especially older adults, mm-hmm. starting to opt for elective surgeries mm-hmm. that they previously delayed during the pandemic. Mm. Elective sur- surgeries refer to things like uh, removing your tonsils, mm-hmm. cosmetic surgeries, or removing a mole. These are all surgeries that you can afford to postpone. Mm-hmm. And because of this, uh, and all these warnings from uh, you know, health insurers, I was expecting higher medical costs mm. for them due to, uh, due to there being more medical claims. Mm. But the latest results last week actually showed that medical costs have stabilized mm-hmm. and that you know, analysts like myself were probably being overly pessimistic. Mm, okay, okay. And of course, later this evening, we'll get more details on the state of uh, U.S. consumers whose spending drives around you know, two-thirds of the economy. We're seeing results from Netflix and Procter and & Gamble due later tonight. What are you expecting? So uh, for Procter & Gamble, I think their quarterly results should come in better than expected, mm-hmm. mainly due to the strength of their wide portfolio of major consumer brands such as Gillette razors, mm-hmm. uh, head and shoulders shampoo, and Oral-B toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. It's usually very hard for people and consumers to abandon their favorite brands, especially for niche items like uh, personal care. Mm-hmm. So demand for Procter & Gamble is inelastic, and they, this has allowed them to pass on higher costs onto co- onto their customers via price hikes. So over the past few months, they've been increasing their prices, but their previous second quarter results showed that despite all these higher prices, mm-hmm. uh, customers are still willing to spend and you know uh, spend money to buy their favorite brand. Right. Okay. And also Tesla is expected to post their earnings later tonight as well. Some market watchers, they're predicting that the latest results will be Tesla's worst earnings in two years. Why is that? And what should investors be watching? So all the doom and gloom for Tesla's earnings is probably because uh, of recent data showing mm. that third quarter vehicle deliveries uh, was actually below estimate okay. and was about 7% lower compared mm-hmm. to the previous quarter. So uh, these delivery numbers are very important because it's a direct reflection of mm-hmm. customer demand for Tesla's vehicles. Mm. Uh, higher delivery numbers suggest that customer demand is very strong 
And the more vehicles delivered, the mm. higher the revenue generated will be. Uh, aside from that, uh, investors and analysts are also expecting uh, margin to drop in mm-hmm. Q3 due to the fact that Tesla has been repeatedly cutting prices on their vehicles right. to increase demand. Uh, they have essentially given up on profitability uh, in order to drive sales volume. Mm-hmm. And from a more macro perspective, uh, Tesla has been you know, in a tougher position mainly mm-hmm. because of very strong competition in China, mm-hmm. which is the largest EV market in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the largest Chinese EV maker, BYD, has been reportedly you know, eating up into Tesla's market share. Mm-hmm. So it will probably be you know, interesting to watch the delivery numbers, the margins, as well as the management commentary from Tesla later tonight. Okay, okay. Well, you know, other than Tesla, the other magnificent seven stocks, which include Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, NVIDIA, and Meta platforms, they're due to post their earnings results in the next couple of weeks. Will there be any optimism for them? Definitely. Uh, Again, all these big tech companies Mm -hmm. and the magnificent seven, they account for over a quarter Mm -hmm. of the S&P 500's market cap. And on average, their earnings projected to jump you know, over 30% year mm. on year. And I think the important thing to understand is that you know, they will be under a lot of pressure to mm-hmm. deliver strong earnings in order to justify their sky-high valuation. Mm-hmm. And because these are some of the biggest companies in the world, mm. and earnings missed from them will likely spill over into the broader market. And we could see you know, uh, 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 market, uh, you know, a market, uh, overall market start to decline as a result of uh, you know, a slump in their earnings. Will it be only a dip in the market to the news or will it be a long-term effect on the stock market? I think this will depend mm-hmm. on a lot of factors. Uh, firstly, I think it will have to depend on the uh, degree of deviation. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, so uh, let's say they were to miss on earnings mm-hmm. to you know uh, a, a greater degree, mm-hmm. we could see that the stock prices will start to plunge by... Uh, a greater amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we also have to look into the management commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say, you know, uh, Apple's CEO comes out and says that uh, we are losing uh, market share to mm-hmm. our competitors in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think recently there was data showing that the latest sales of the iPhone 15 mm-hmm. has been you know, a lot weaker than expected yeah. because of strong competition from Huawei. Mm. So again, I, I think all these uh, investors have to take them into consideration. Mm. And uh, you know, it will probably have a more long-term impact mm-hmm. if the you know, corporate guidance uh, comes out worse than expected. Okay, okay. Then given this, right, Danish, um, should investors be cautious about new buys with the market rally struggling and earnings season picking up steam? Uh, that's a good question. I think the current combination of geopolitical risk, mm-hmm. interest rate risk, as well as a volatile earnings season mm-hmm. does warrant a more cautious approach from investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong earnings results may be overshadowed by geopolitics mm-hmm. as well as the interest rate narratives. Mm-hmm. So a more cautious approach is definitely reasonable at this point in time. Mm. Uh, it will be important for investors to uh, stay up to date with the latest earnings release as well as uh, the latest management commentary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Then, how should investors mitigate the risks brought upon by earnings season volatility? I mean, should investors merely avoid buying into stocks now? I think that completely avoiding the stock market is probably mm-hmm. not the ideal option. Okay. Uh, you know, it may not align with people's 
long-term goals of mm-hmm. building their wealth, uh, especially when it comes to beating inflation over mm-hmm. the long run. So rather than a uh, complete avoidance mm-hmm. of the stock market, I think investors can consider a more selective approach, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on defensive industries or mm-hmm. sectors that have historically been resilient mm-hmm. during volatile periods. Mm-hmm. Another strategy to mitigate risk would be to simply practice dollar cost averaging, okay. where investors will aim to invest a fixed amount of money mm-hmm. at regular intervals, mm. regardless of market conditions. Right. And the key thing here is that it will help investors overcome the emotional impulses mm. that may cause impulsive buying or selling decisions. Right which is very common during volatile periods. Mm -hmm. I mean, you did mention this earlier as well, that the current market or current earnings season is being overshadowed by the current conditions or the external factors that are affecting markets right now. But, you know, overall, though, given a strong start so far, does this mean, you know, earnings season will not be able to bring about a soaring stock market? I mean, is this the wrong timing for them, given the external factors such as interest rates and geopolitical tensions? Yes, I think it will probably, it's probably the, an awkward timing right now. Mm. Uh, you can see, you know, with the market reaction last night, yeah. market closed flat, uh, despite strong earnings releases from mm-hmm. the big banks. And generally, when the big banks, you know, you know release very positive earnings results, mm-hmm. uh, it, sort of, it sort of serves as an indicator mm-hmm. of the uh, health of the financial system. Right. So that's, uh, that, that has been the historical norm. Mm-hmm. But again, last night, because of the geopolitical risk, as well as uh, strong retail sales data, mm-hmm. uh, investors were probably uh, focusing on the interest rate outlook. Mm-hmm. And, and this probably caused uh, some of the, you know, choppy market movements that we're seeing as well. Right, right. Okay, before we let you go here, Danish, what other earnings results should investors be looking out for in the coming days? I think something interesting for mm-hmm. investors to look out for will be Ford's earnings next Thursday. Mm. And this comes at a very critical juncture because of ongoing strikes okay. by the United Auto Workers Union, right. which, which has forced uh, several Ford factories across the U.S. to shut down. Mm-hmm. So estimates uh, currently suggest that Ford is losing about $44 million a day oh, wow. due to the strikes. Okay. So again, this is all very costly to mm-hmm. Ford's bottom line. Uh, but from a broader perspective, mm-hmm. I think the strikes may cause Ford to actually scale back some of their plans to further invest mm. into EVs. And my main concern is that this may cause the company to lag even further behind rivals like mm-hmm. Tesla and BYD in the EV space. Mm. So, you know, it's a, you know, there's risk both in the short term as well as the long term. Mm. Okay. So it'll be interesting to monitor uh, their earnings as well as uh, management commentary, mainly regarding the impact of the uh, auto strikes. I see, I see. Well, thank you so much, Danish, for your time and your insights today. Thank you. Uh, good to be here. Thank you. We've been speaking with Danish Lim, who is the market analyst at Philip Nova. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money and the Market. And we've been taking a look at earnings season so far. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.